Welcome to the Center of Excellence podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, director at Oz Marketing and still sales noob. Uh, with me as always, and Oliver's shaking his head, shaking his head because I'm still a sales noob. I don't know. <laughs> After the last one and all your AOL stuff, I'm That's like, you know sa- what? Sa- sales novice. Sales novice. Sales novice. With me as always, Oliver Young, operations director at the Young Automotive Group, Brad Taylor, corporate trainer with the Center of of Excellence, and back again, Amy Fippen, General Sales Manager at Audi of Layton and Young Volkswagen of Layton. Amy, it's good to have you back. Thank you. Uh, and Brad, today we're going to talk about something near and dear to me, and that is active listening. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, first, uh, I love it. Why, why is active listening near and dear to you, Tim? Active listening is near and dear to me because it's something that uh, I feel like not enough people do. I think a lot of people tend to listen just to wait for their turn to talk. Uh, and while they're listening, and I'm doing air quotes with listening, they're just generally formulating a response. And, and it, it, it bugs me. Is Agreed it my deal. turn to talk yet? <laughs> 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 so no, it's 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 a skill that I think not enough people have. It's a skill that I think not enough people use, um, and it's a skill that I think not enough people understand that uh, that they can have and that they can use. I think a lot of people just feel like, oh, I, I just am the way I am. Yeah, right? no, uh, I agree hundred percent. And you you kept touching on it. It is a skill, and the downside is it's a skill that you have to be intentional about developing in order to. Uh, harness the potential in actively listening. Um, I was listening to, ironically, a podcast a a while back, and uh, they used AI technology to analyze voice conversation between business-to-business sales of over 25,000 business-to-business sales meetings. And uh, in those meetings, uh, using the the technology, they discovered that... um, if the person giving the pitch will listen more than they pitch, they have a much higher closing ratio. The bottom 20% gave their pitch 71% of the time. Uh, The top closers only gave their pitch 43% of the time. Um, I know there's some super smart, probably Greek or Roman you know, person that gave the uh, the quote about you have two ears and and one mouth, so we're supposed to listen twice as much as we talk. Uh, most of us most of us don't uh, follow in that. Uh, but uh, in sales, you feel like you're obligated to be giving the pitch. You're you feel obligated to be the one providing the information and the content. Yeah. In business to business sales, and I've fallen in this trap so many times. I'm so excited about my product or my idea or whatever. I just roll in and I'm like, I want to tell you about everything that you need to hear about right now. And so I just start vomiting on the customer and just pitching everything, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> but I don't even know why they need the product. Exactly. Right? Why are they even interested in what they're looking at? Mm-hmm. And I'm not taking that time to really slow myself down to listen to the customer, to understand what is driving them to make a purchase with me. Yeah, yeah, I think we all fall into that trap. We have a product, 
we think that everybody needs it. And so we develop a presentation. We focus on our skill set. We perfect our performance in the presentation. And we forget that a key part is just simply listening to the person that we're giving the presentation to. Um, Amy, through your career, when you began as a BDC and then moving into uh, selling and into finance, uh, what are some ways that you feel like you've used active listening to help you be better in your career? No, I, I love that. It wasn't until um, being on the sales floor and learning how to acknowledge what a customer is saying and then being able to repeat it back so they understand, I hear you, I hear your concerns, and then being able to draw them back into the conversation just by validating that they were heard. Um, you know, we call it the the ABC technique, but using that as a BDC helped me reiterate what the customer was saying, just so they knew that they were heard. They're a real person. Yeah, I, I love that. So um, I feel like these days, especially with like the internet and things like that, I don't even know who to attribute quotes to anymore. So I'm just going to say someone super smart. Abraham Lincoln. Said, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Uh, it's all ben Franklin. <laughs> right? If anyone smart said it, it was Ben, ben Franklin. Franklin. Um, true listening and understanding has not occurred until the other person understands that you understand. Uh, I think that's just so incredible. You know, we get caught up in the weeds of conversation sometimes and we forget that the person that we're actively communicating with they have an agenda as well Um, and it's important as a sales professional not to just focus on your presentation it's it's more important to listen to what your customer has to say and and we can't go in there with the mentality because we're the one with the product we're the one with the pitch we're the we have the great presentation You all need this, so you have to all actively listen to me. I think even in a business-to-business presentation, if if there is some opportunity for some Q&A, you can find out what their uh, needs are. Uh, As a presenter, you can also tell whether or not people are listening by their body language, right? Oliver, I know you give a handful of speeches and you do some great presentations. How do you use active listening during your presentations. Yeah, so if if you're up presenting and you see people just nodding, like right now, Brad, what is your head doing? I'm nodding. You're nodding. What Mm -hmm. does that mean? I agree. That means, hey, I'm listening to you, right? Um, Another good good way to see if people are listening is uh, humor, right? So humor is a really interesting way, and we've talked about it in this podcast a little bit, of how humor... When you both laugh together, it means I hear you and I agree with you. Because if you're not laughing, if, if you've ever been out of discord with somebody, they're not going to laugh with you, right? So humor allows you to see, okay, is everybody listening right now um, to what I'm saying? And so you can also see that in a presentation. If, they're, if you use a little bit of humor and they'll laugh with you, that means I'm listening and I agree with you. But on the other side of that, from from the point of view of the person who's doing the listening, the active listener, right? If I'm if I am listening and I am engaging with you, uh, I'm giving you the cues, I'm giving you the 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 nods and and laughing and things like that. But I could still not be listening. What are some additional ways that I can show you that I am absolutely actively listening to 
the concerns that you're bringing up or, or, or whatever is it is that you're telling me. Uh, a huge way is to uh, rephrase or clarify. Uh, we can use, uh, you know, we, we have to make sure we pay attention and a very difficult thing to do, uh, especially if you're outside, is to put aside any environmental distractions, right? Here in Layton, we get the jets flying over, right? Um, I've come across a lot of salespeople and service writers that they'll use that as, oh man, sound of freedom in the morning or whatever time of day it is, right? And and making it part of the conversation. Um, But uh, Tim, you touched on it very early on. We can't sit there and wait to formulate our rebuttal Right. By using those nonverbal cues uh, and nodding your head, um, you know, and then saying uh, things such as if I understand you correctly. Right. Properly rephrasing uh, what the customer has to say and ultimately summarizing the comments, because, as I said earlier, uh, true listening and understanding has not occurred until the other person understands that you understand. Yes. We have to make sure we're both on the same page. So you can't just parrot, right? You can't just say exactly what you said. That's not listening. Well, I've... and I think I think the the real key comes down to because um, I see this a lot with managers too, is they they're so busy thinking about a rebuttal or something or what do I need to communicate that they don't ask questions about what the person is saying in front of them, right? So just the ability to ask questions is active listening. So letting a little bit of silence and then saying, tell me more or, or, or explain to me what you just said, or what does that mean? All of those things are active listening. Um, and I think it's the first step is if, if you don't fully understand it, don't be afraid to be like, I don't fully understand it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think, as you mentioned, in the management position, you want you don't want to come off as not knowing or not understanding. But I think it's so imperative to use that statement of tell me more or I don't understand. Amy, how do you how do you feel like you use that in your current role? <laughs> All the time. I have to. I feel like I manage a bunch of kids. So I really need to ask those questions. Like, wait a second, what what's driving you to feel this way or, or whatever it might be? I love that you brought up laughter or humor because as a BDC, we're on the phone. We can't see those physical cues that maybe a customer is listening to us. So being able to find that common ground in laughter, um, being able to, to ask them those questions like, well, okay, tell me more. Um, that's how you know you've got that customer listening and you're listening to them. Love that. So that's huge. Yeah. And, and, you know, as a BDC, if you're talking about, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to set a service appointment or whatever you're trying to set and that customer says a few different things that you don't understand, it's okay to be like, I don't totally understand what you just said. Can you explain that to me again? Right. If they're talking about their vehicle making a strange noise, right. Don't hesitate to ask those questions because what does it mean? I'm listening. A lot of times we feel like we have to already know everything because we're the professionals. The a professional slows down enough to say, I need to understand what they're saying and make sure that there's no communication gap by asking questions. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I had to uh, consult the great Googles 
to get a, a good <laughs> definition of active listening because we, we, we call that consulting the oracle where I consulting <laughs> the oracle. I like that. Um, uh, I mean, was that a matrix reference? Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was a clarifying. It was good. I, well, yeah. I needed to understand. <laughs> right. Yes. You, and you now know where I'm coming from. Yes. Tell me more. That was active listening. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, uh, the definition is simply making a conscious effort to hear, understand, and retain information that's being relayed to you. So as a salesperson, again, we focus so much on our presentation uh, that if we're not actively listening to our customers, we might do an entire presentation on the wrong thing. Or we might build value in a specific feature of a vehicle that our customer doesn't even care about. And the whole time, they're just giving us these nonverbal cues of, hey, this is not important to me. And because we're so focused on delivering the information instead of understanding the needs of our customer, uh, we can lose sales. Through that. Yeah. I think it was Ben Franklin who said, I don't know. I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. Uh, right? I see what you did <laughs> is that there. A, is that a Ben Franklin quote? I have no idea. <laughs> but we're just attributing them all to Ben Franklin. Um, he was a genius. But, but yeah, it's, 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 so it's about presenting the right information, but it's also about showing how much you actually do care. Active listening is, uh, it, it's a way to show that you care. And, and I think one of those ways is by rephrasing. Right. So I ask a couple questions. Now all of a sudden they say, okay, just so I make sure I understand, let me tell you back exactly what you just said to me. Right. Or say it in a different way. Right. Don't you feel like that's a real crucial part of active listening? Uh, absolutely. It, it is. It is crucial because, again, you both have to make sure you're on the same page. So, Amy, uh, this might be too simple of a question, but when is the hardest time to listen. <laughs> when you have something you want to say. <laughs> yeah. Right. What, what do yeah. you mean by that? Well, the hardest time to listen to somebody else is when you already have what you want to tell them in your mind. And that's all you can think about. Um, but taking a step back, it may not be what they need to hear. And so being able to stop, pay attention to what they're saying to you, um, it could totally change what you need to say next. Yeah, that's, that's huge. So a, a couple of simple things. First, pay attention. Second, don't, you know, prepare judgment or cash judgment on what's being said. Uh, and then a third, and I think very crucial, is the importance of eye contact. Oliver, have you noticed that eye contact is a skill you've had to develop or were you just naturally gifted with, with eye contact? It's getting a little awkward right now. Sultry. He's looking into your Sultry. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> looking into her eyes. <laughs> no, I think eye contact... Uh, sometimes people are really afraid of it, right? But when you're contacting, when, when you're looking into somebody's eyes, you're saying, I'm listening to you and I'm intent. And and just, just like you said, going backwards, eye contact, you're paying attention to exactly what they said and I'm not looking for a rebuttal. I'm, I am focused on you 100%. I think eye contact is hard. And I, I have trouble with eye contact. I really have trouble with eye contact because it requires intimacy and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And those are things that you need when you are active listening. 
a million percent. Yeah, a, a person that is usually good at giving eye contact is usually confident or experienced. And I think as an active listener, you can actually add to your self-confidence by intentionally making eye contact when you're the one that's receiving and you'll you'll retain more of that information because again it's a conscious effort to hear somebody right as a as amy mentioned we're not waiting for our turn to say what we have to say we want to make sure that we're understanding and retaining that information uh from the people that we're communicating with so i went to this training and it was it, it, you, i think we were all there and um the person had us stare into the person's eyes next to us without speaking for two minutes. Yes, I remember And it was this. just some random person that you were sitting mm-hmm. next to. And you, you couldn't say anything. You couldn't laugh. Well, everybody ended up laughing. But for two minutes. And it's like the most painful two minutes. But it's wild how much you're saying by just looking in each other's eyes. Two, two minutes has never felt longer. <laughs> that, was, that was two hours, Oliver. Yeah. So why do you think... Uh, the go-to was laughter when because you're so nervous <laughs> yeah it was you're like i don't know what i'm supposed to do here it was the one thing that you could both connect on yeah right? i mean yeah, yeah. even yeah. if yeah. even if one person was like this is great <laughs> i have been waiting to have this kind of eye contact with a complete stranger you can't say that out loud so you have to just just laugh agree right and and that is active listening it's both people without saying anything agreeing that, hey, we both understand this is uncomfortable. And and I think the digital age has really brought eye contact lower. And what I mean by that is there's so much communication via text, via every every other conceivable way but talking to each other that those that grew up with that have to learn the skill of looking up, looking into somebody's eyes, and having a conversation with them. So what I'm hearing is that active listening – is not just done with your ears. Correct. You can do this. There's many, many ways to, to actively listen. Yeah. So uh, with, you know, all of the different means of communication, um, it is very difficult to actively listen to someone else when you're the person making the outbound phone call, right? As salespeople, our BDCs, our parts employees, our service employees, when they're making that outbound phone call to a customer, they've got a hundred other things going on around them, right? They've got a customer standing in front of them. They've got uh, notes in front of them, a computer in front of them, someone texting them, all these outside distractions. It is imperative that if we want to be heard, we have to also allow ourselves to uh, be available to communicate over the phone is, is such a difficult time to listen, right? When you get that customer that just has nothing but a problem or they just want to go over, uh, you know, maybe they just need to be heard. And so they're just, you know, give verbally vomiting all the information. Um, and you're still just so distracted. We have to validate people's feelings. We have to make sure that we're rephrasing what they're saying so that they know that they're being heard. Yeah, I love it. All right. Do we have an action item this week? Our our action item this week is to make eye contact between 60 to 70% of the time when you're listening. Not two minutes straight. That can get weird. But And yeah. no talking. 
and <laughs> just intentionally uh, make eye contact when you're uh, talking with someone so that they know that you're actively listening. I love it. And, and I'll tell you this, if you do it 60 to 70% of the time, it works every, every time. time. <laughs> ben <laughs> <All right>. Franklin. <laughs> ben Franklin said that. Absolutely. All right. It is time for Tim's copious notes. Uh, we are talking about active listening. First and foremost, active listening is absolutely a skill, and you have to be intentional about learning and honing that skill. Uh, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should be listening twice as much as you're talking. Ben uh, Franklin. Im- ben Franklin said that. It's important to change your mindset. Um, you, you should ditch the notion that the customer needs to listen to your presentation. You need to listen to the, to the customer, and you need to build that presentation based on what you've learned. Uh, you need to rephrase or clarify. Don't just parrot what the customer says. Don't just parrot what... It, it, and this goes far beyond sales, right, guys? This, this You should be doing this in interpersonal communication. You should be doing active listening all the time. But rephrasing and clarifying is super important to show that you absolutely understand, um, you know, that they're not going to care how much you know until they know how much you care. And you're going to show how much you care by rephrasing what they're saying, making sure that you're both on the same page. Uh, eliminate distractions or if there are distractions that can't be eliminated, work them into the conversation and ask questions. Don't just assume that you have an understanding of what the customer is saying. Ask those questions. That is active listening. Uh, you should make a conscious effort to hear, understand, and retain information. You should pay attention, withhold judgment, and maintain eye contact. You're actually going to build a lot of self-confidence by maintaining eye contact. And then finally, just don't just wait for your turn to speak, guys. Listen, listen, listen. So, Turns uh, out taking copious notes makes you an active listener. It's a form <laughs> of active listening. It's why I write things down. So uh, I want to thank you guys. This has been a fantastic episode. I really appreciate it. Uh, we are, again, we're at the Catalyst Center. I want to thank the Catalyst Center for allowing us to come and record in this beautiful facility. And thank you to JP, Layla, and Jason for taking some time off uh, during their spring break to come and help us record this. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast and this podcast could benefit your friends or family members, get it in front of them. Uh, make sure that they're actively listening to it. Uh, and leave us a review on iTunes. If you haven't done that yet, go on iTunes, give us some stars, give us some words of encouragement. Uh, and if you do have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas for future podcasts, shoot us an email to podcast at youngcue.com. That's everything. Thank you, Tim. Bye. Thanks. See you next time.